Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, Kawhi Leonard suffered a torn ACL, so they are going to repair that. We're going to try to figure out what that impact is going to have on the Lakers. Uh, Kyle Kuzma's name is coming up in a couple or at least one trade rumor, and then he gave some quotes about the role that he wants to play in the offense. And then finally, our own Christian Rivas put together what you need to know on how the Lakers might be able to land or what it would take for the Lakers to be able to land Lonzo Ball at a fair price. All of that here in a bit. All right, so I hate doing this uh, because it 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 feels like I'm, I'm dehumanizing somebody who is hurt. Uh, I don't mean it in this way whatsoever, but this isn't a league in which teams compete directly. This is a division in which the Lakers and Clippers are competing directly, and Kawhi Leonard potentially missing a chunk, if not all, of next season does have an impact on the Lakers. So let's try to figure out what that might mean. One, he has a contract decision to to make this upcoming summer. If he opts out, does that mean that he's going to sit out this season and then come back, uh, hopefully fully healthy, the following year for a longer deal coming off of the torn ACL or the repaired ACL? Uh, Maybe. If he chooses to opt out, well, his free agency is fascinating. I I can't imagine he's thrilled with how things have gone uh, since he decided to join the Clippers over joining the Lakers. Uh, does he is he comfortable with the direction that the organization is heading in? Does he feel comfortable with the extra stuff that he was promised? Does he feel comfortable with the medical staff? This one is the big one. There have been a couple rumors about uh, his frustration with the medical staff. Feels like there have been a couple rumors about that regarding every medical staff he's worked with. There might just be some general frustration there with his own body that he is now lashing out at whatever team it is that he is employed by as that body gives way. But regardless, all of those things are going to come into play this upcoming summer. And somebody, any everybody, is going to offer the guy the max. So if it is indeed something that he chooses to opt out of and tests the free agent market, that will have a ripple effect across the entire market and this is I don't I don't expect the Lakers to get involved there. Uh, but look, if he it, when he became a free agent in the first place, coming off of that Toronto Raptors championship, his priority was coming to LA. Period. Now he wanted to either play for the Lakers or the Clippers. He chose the Clippers. If he's unhappy with the Clippers and he opts out, it's going to be interesting to see what the Lakers, how the Lakers react, because they thought they had him. Like Harrison and I, we were both sitting there together when he signed with the Clippers, and and it was a shockwave to follow the shockwaves that went through Las Vegas when everybody was there for Las Vegas Summer League. I don't expect the Lakers to hold a grudge, but this is the kind of thing where, hey, you got to be a little bit more upfront with us this time than you were last time when you had us waiting well after all of the best free agents were signed. We were able to scramble. We were able to go out and get Danny Green. We were able to win a championship. But if Kawhi Leonard becomes a free agent this time, it's going to be fascinating to watch 
how teams approach his free agency and whether they wait around for somebody who might miss all of next season. Now, regarding the Lakers specifically, getting back to the Lakers specifically, Kyle Kuzma is, it was funny the way that these two reports were written up at Silver Screen and Roll, uh, that Kyle Kuzma wants to do more in the offense, and then the following report was the Lakers are gauging interest in uh, across the league in Kyle Kuzma. But first, let's go ahead and, and, and get you guys what he told Tyler Conway of Bleacher Report. Quote, Kuzma says he's now intent on fixing the other major flaw some see in his game, ball handling. After taking, taking a couple weeks of rest following the Lakers' elimination, Kuzma hit the gym to focus on fine-tuning his handle in hopes of gaining more offensive responsibility. He desires to trust the trust to lead offensive sets and help make teammates better rather than stay, stay stationary on offense. In 2021, a career-high 58.2% of Kuzma's shots came with zero dribbles. Only 20.6% of his shots were pull-ups. Quote, I am reading. I'm working on my ball handling, so I'm able to get where I want on the court more efficiently, and not necessarily be an in-the-corner type of shooter. End quote. This is going to be interesting for a couple of reasons. First off, I kind of agree with Kuzma. It not in the sense that I want him going out there and standing at the top of the key and running the pick and roll and going out there and and being the spearhead to the Lakers' offense, even when LeBron James is off the court, but. He does need to be able to take people off the dribble a little bit more effectively. It keeps people more honest right now when he is standing there in the corner, wherever he is standing on in, on the basketball court. Teams feel comfortable rushing him off of the three-point line because after a couple dribbles, he's just not very effective. And so if this is something that he wants to add to his game and if he sticks around as a Laker, this is something that might make him more dynamic as a 3 and the type of player, even if it isn't necessarily shooting as many threes or shooting all as, as high a percentage of, of assisted three pointers, basically make the defense go out and close out to you with the, with something other than, Hey, this guy isn't going to be, isn't going to hurt us in the in-between game, whether it's because we don't trust him to be able to knock down that jumper or to be able to dribble as effectively as needed to get to that jumper, whatever the reason might be, just adding to his game makes him the type of player that defenses have to care a little bit more about, and that makes him a more effective Laker overall if he stays a Laker. That, however, is a very big if. If he stays a Laker, great. If not, if he's looking to expand his role in the offense and he does actually want to handle some pick and rolls or some handoffs or whatever, that makes the fit with the Lakers a little bit more tricky. One of the things that I've always kind of thought with Kuzma was that he got his ring early, he played his role early, he got paid fairly well, not incredibly well, but fairly well, and and fairly meaning it's a fair contract, I think, for both parties. But I think he wants something bigger. And in order to get that something bigger, he thinks that he needs to be a more uh, pivotal force of an offense. I don't think that's probably going to take place with the Lakers. So that brings you to the next report. Jake Fisher, also a Bleacher Report, repeated or reported uh, league sources expect Chicago and New York to emerge as shrewder suitors. 
Uh, thank you for, for making that nice and easy to say, Jake. And both could be conducted by a sign and trade. Although Knicks certainly have the cap space to sign them outright, New York will likely have north of $50 million to spend the summer. Meanwhile, Los Angeles continues to gauge rival teams' interest in Kyle Kuzma, sources told uh, Bleacher Report, although Schroeder does carry a higher trade value around the NBA. Makes sense. So for Kuzma, if he wants to expand his role with the Lakers, it's going to be with one or two dribbles. And if that's what he's working on, cool. But if he goes beyond that one or two dribbles and he's expecting to be able to pound the rock and be a 20-point-a-night scorer with a lot more leeway and a lot more freedom to go out and create for himself or for others, that's where that's where he's probably not going to be a Laker. The other funny thing about this is that the report here, and I'm not picking on Jake. I, this is going to come from all over the place in regards to every team and the reports about those teams. But but uh, report team gauging value in player that is not untouchable is not exactly a groundbreaking, groundbreaking report. Everybody is going to report that, and every time it gets reported, it's going to be run with. And I'm going to personally run with it because what those ty- what those guys' values are, uh, that's going to decide what a lot of these teams are capable of doing in this upcoming offseason. And, and in, the, in Kuzma's case and in the Lakers' case, what his value is is really kind of interesting. Like I said a second ago, I think he's on a fair contract for both sides. Does that mean that a... So if you're the Orlando Magic, for example and you're trading for Kyle Kuzma, and you think he can outperform, at least productively, he can outproduce 13 ish million dollars per year, then are you willing to offer up a Terrence Ross? Uh, for the Lakers, what are you trying to accomplish in trading Kyle Kuzma? Well, that leads us into uh, what Christian Rivas wrote for Silver Screen and Roll regarding what the Lakers will have to do to be able to make a, a decent deal for, for Lonzo Ball. But are the Lakers looking to unload Kuzma or are they looking to turn him into a more productive or a more consistent player or a player who is more open to the type of role Kuzma seems to have at least in his own mind outgrown? That's going to be the $13 million question. All right, you guys know I like to send you guys out of here with stuff to pay attention to. Uh, across the Silver Screen and Roll family of, of content, right? So obviously you're going to want to check out the show that Harrison and I recorded. I got a little into the Kyle Kuzma stuff, and then he and I reviewed the seasons of Wesley Matthews, Jared Dudley, uh, Damian Jones, and Alfonso McKinney. So you're going to want to check that out. Uh, but I think the, the bigger thing that you just flat out cannot miss today is going to be Christian's write-up on how the Lakers land Lonzo Ball, just in terms of what they would literally have to do within the cap to offer him a 20-ish million dollar contract that he is looking for and that the New Orleans Pelicans would not match. So one option is to sign him as a free agent, and that would require basically renouncing everybody but uh, all of their free agents to be but Alex Caruso and Taylor Horton Tucker. That means uh, you're you're renouncing all of the guys who you know, and some of them might come back on on veterans minimum contracts. But still, you're you're renouncing Dennis Schroeder, which means you lose him for nothing. 
You're then renouncing the cap holds of Jared Dudley, Wesley Matthews, and Markeith Morris, though those guys would probably sign for the veterans minimum. And then you have to find takers for Caldwell Pope, uh, Marcus Salt, and Kyle Kuzma without taking any money back, which is really complicated. You're, you'd have to find some team with, with uh, cap space to be able to facilitate the Lakers uh, landing Lonzo Ball. So that's one way to do it. Uh, and then and then after that, you would have, obviously, your core of LeBron, Anthony Davis, Lonzo Ball, the number 22 pick, and then Taylor Horton Tucker and Alex Caruso with basically veterans minimum contracts to fill out the rest of your roster. The other way to do it is to try to sign and trade for him. But the problem with that is as soon as you sign and trade for him, you are hard capping yourself at the luxury tax threshold which would basically, if, if he gets 20-ish million dollars, that means the Lakers would have $6 million with which to fill out the rest of their roster. And and that would mean you probably lose Alex Caruso. Not not probably. You lose Alex Caruso. You lose Taylor Horton Tucker, as well as whoever it is that you send out to sign and trade for Lonzo Ball in the first place. Long story short, it's really complicated and it, even if this is something that the Lakers are interested in, and I think it is legitimate, the, the interest there, uh, this is going to be something that probably hurts quite a bit in order to land him. So it depends on how much you like Lonzo Ball. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the Lakers Lowdown. Until tomorrow, I'm Anthony Irwin saying have a good one.